everybody. Welcome back. Good evening. And uh, yeah, welcome to Story Reckless. I am Nathan. I will be your DM tonight. I use he, him pronouns. And let me pass it off to our players. My name is Claire. My pronouns are they, them. I'm playing Kidam, half-elf grave cleric, who's currently sitting at one hit point. One hit point is enough for anyone. Uh, yep. My name is Olive. I use they, she pronouns. And I'm playing lovely centaur barbarian. No, uh, no added um, titles this week. I, I figured I put it at the start, like the one HP is enough for anyone. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't have to have a prefix and a suffix. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, with that, let us do a quick recap. Um, so last time we left off with our uh, heroes, our protagonists here, um, they went in to Hamhawk Slaughterhouse to continue their investigation into the Slithering Tracker, highly, highly suspecting Pask as being involved for numerous reasons, uh, you know, threats uh, that he made, things like that, uh, and trying to deceive their way in with stolen, not stolen, uniforms that they found. Um, they managed to <laughs> did not steal them. You took them from dead people. Uh, <laughs> Which was not our fault. Was not your fault. Um, you went in through the back, but unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, the employees there were too suspicious, and everything went to hell as uh, a fight broke out. And you discovered that these people who worked at Hamhawk Slaughterhouse were rather violent and seemed to. Worship, You're wearing chainmail. Wearing chainmail. Um, quick to violence and uh, uh, oh, names. I have all the characters' names started to run through my head. Almost called you something else, Kadam. Uh, and Kadam noticed some of the um, these people were wearing holy symbols to the uh, Dead Three, the gods of murder, death, and tyranny that are oh, prevalent. So we did not actually game. get that much information. Oh, you didn't? I thought you did see see the black gauntleted uh, a black hand. gauntleted fist. Yeah, uh, uh, we never got an explanation for what that was. Oh, I thought that was just something you knew from earlier. Wow. No, hey, we look only at saw me. the symbol of ball. Look at me. <laughs> That's why that explains so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's why James was like. Ball? Hey. Like, I'm better than Ball. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Just, this is Corey all over again. <laughs> For those of you that maybe haven't seen other streams, sometimes I accidentally read things that are on the screen that I realize... Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Giving away secrets. Point is, these people seem to be very violent. And they had some holy symbols that were, uh, you know, hey, uh, Kadam didn't notice, but hey, let's say as you're fleeing, it dawns on you, Kadam. Oh, that was the symbol to Bane. To Bane, excellent. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed the gods of like murder and violence and death like would be like so cooperative and have like an inter-church like exchange program. <sighs> Yeah, well, I just gave there's away a lot. There's a reason for that. <laughs> like, there's actually a reason. Anyway. Kidam does not know, but Claire does. Oh my goodness, that was too much. Um, full disclosure, I'm a little bit running a little bit on fumes this evening. 
So, uh, there you go. Things like that may happen. Anyways, um, regardless, this fight ensued and Pask himself uh, became involved. And eventually, Jameis showed up and revealed his surprise, the thing he was so looking forward to show both of you. He revealed his creation of the Slithering Tracker. Kadam. I killed it. Yes, Lovelace destroyed it with the dust of dryness, and Kadam fell unconscious. And as Lovelace was attempting to flee Hamhawk Slaughterhouse, past clutching the unconscious Kadam by the throat, by some miracle, Kadam came back from the brink. And in that moment was able to give Lovelace the window for both of them to run out of Hamhawks while Pask looked after them, pulling out that slip of parchment that Kadam had given to Jameis with the symbol of Baal drawn on it, the god of murder. So, as the two but of I, you... Hold up. I have his entire shrine of Baal. So well, you have... Through? You have a bone effigy, so uh, you're not entirely certain what it is, too, but you do have a bone effigy in your your satchel. Just pretend like I didn't say anything earlier. Uh, Anyways, you go galloping out of Hamhawks on the back of Lovelace, the two of you riding towards the walls of Baldur's Gate, and... As you ride through these city streets past Hamhawks, up the cobblestone towards the gates, you can see numerous individuals waiting, and it is a tense moment as you have to get into line and pass through customs. Yeah, Kadam looking miserable, blood soaking down uh, their clothing. However, it's the Flaming Fist. They're not entirely concerned, especially when the two of you present your coin. Uh, so both of you go ahead and mark off your five copper pieces for passing through the gates. Oh, that's how they get you. Yeah. Um, but it, nevertheless, it is a tense moment as you pass through customs to get through the walls to the lower city. Um, but the guards seem to not be too caught up with going through everyone's belongings, and they wave you through. You ride through the dense clusters of buildings of Eastway, making your way towards the cracked spine, eventually getting inside and finding yourself before Disa, who greets you with her usual smile and cup of strong coffee at her lips, and then immediately becomes concerned looking at you, Kadam, and uh, just says, Oh, looks like you had a rough day. We, we need to see box screws. Of course. Right this way. I'll, I'll bring you right down there. Hey, you! And there's somebody who's, like, perusing the books. <gasps> Get the fuck out! <laughs> yeah, you heard me! Um, okay. I want to get... Get out now! Um, and she waves this person. Shoo! Shoo! Shoves them out the door. Close it as they kind of look behind, seeing Kadam, like, their blood trickling down. Um, and Disa immediately, like, pulls down some curtains and then leads you in the back, opens the secret passageway and leads you below where you can hear that perpetual clinking of coins and see all the various people loading up these scales and box of screws is back there just busily writing in some ledgers, um, looks up seeing you come in. 
puts the quill away, grabs her her pipe, um, and you come on down as she stands up, pushes the chair out of the way, and just immediately starts waving the two of you towards the back and starts walking down the hall out of this main area. Mm -hmm. She leads you towards the back into a more private area. This looks to be um, some kind of Eh, armory. It's not like a full-scale military-style armory, but this definitely is like a ready room. There are um, various weapons on the walls. You can see some um, like cloaks and various gear used for, well, lovely, so you'd recognize, like, for you know, business. Um, Dark cloaks, gloves, there's some ropes and some grapple hooks, things of that nature. Um, and then there's just a table in the center of the room with some chairs set up around the edges um, as she waves you in and sits down. <sighs> well, geez, Kadam. Um, we may have the fist after us in a moment. Um, you we all also right? might have a few hours. No, no, I, I am not all right. Uh, she turns around walks over to this, like, locked cupboard and unlocks it. And you hear some clinking of bottles. And you see there's various, like, vials with, like, corked stoppers on the tops. Reaches for one, pulls it down with this thick red liquid that sloshes around and looks to you, Kadam, and tosses it towards you. (laughs) To catch it. (laughs) It would have been pretty bad if you dropped that. Um, yeah, I'm aware. So, um, that's just a regular healing potion, uh, if you want. I will take that. Slightly guiltily. She shuts it closed, locks it up, sits down. Uh, you do see her take out a little, like, journal and kind of write something down. Well. Did you actually... Are you... Was that... Are you keeping track of what we're using? I do run a business. Just, uh, filing it away. I'll make you a new one. That'll pay it just fine. So... You're okay, Kadam? I don't know. Lovelace, are we? We ain't okay, are we? We we got uh we got some decisions to make, I believe. Um catch you up, box screws. Um Yes, please. Task Delusker and his accountant Jameis are involved in the Dead Three somehow. Uh don't they say. were they were the ones who made this Slytherin tracker um, and have been killing off the employees of their business. Uh, we killed it using some dust of dryness, um, but they know exactly who we are. And Pask is trying to threaten us with saying that uh, we were somehow involved with uh, the Dead Three instead. Um, his proof is weak. I got stronger proof showing this, like, shrine. Uh, this was the <laughs> Slytherin Tracker's house. You pull this 
like compressed human skeleton out of your your pack like yeah. just pull this thing out and it like a little bone falls off because it's just like held together with like dried sinew um, yeah. and it's a bit crushed it's this My uh word. this nasty thing um yeah so now we got to decide whether we want to try to fight pask or skip town um they might well make another one And uh, two of you are convinced that, that there's enough evidence to uh, implicate Pask? I mean, you not know. That, not that a lot of evidence is. Hmm? Truth spells will be a, a great deal of help in this case. Well, uh, that's going to be a bit challenging with the courts around here. Oh, is that not standard practice? Question for Nathan? Um, it probably is, but um, what box of screws, well, even if you do get a cleric within there, it's going to be one that's most likely bought out by Pask. Same with the courts. Yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's going to be real challenging, especially with Patriar being involved. He Maybe could... Convenient, but not sufficient. In most cases, yes. If you have strong enough evidence, you could probably get something together. What else you got? Or experiences? Patterns? A death? Your uh, word against all... his? Yeah, that's not going to go far. I hate to say it, but it's going to be tough. We saw so much. So much sitting in there. I believe you. A flaming fist raid, if we could arrange it on that butcher shop now. Now. Could turn up something, but it's a risk depending on how fast they're moving to clean it all up, which is, I'm sure, very quickly. Yes, I'm quite certain of that. This may require a longer operation. We could certainly try to pay off someone within the fist to do a raid, but it's going to be a very steep price, especially to raid a Patriar's place of business. How much? That is a good question. We have a little bit of coin right now. Kidam, we can't afford ba like a basic healing potion of like bark skin. There, there's no I'll way. Make healing we're... potions. That's fine. Sorry. Go ahead. That was not your point. I suspect it will be somewhere between 100 and 200 gold pieces. Oh. I'll look over at Lovelace. I mean, it's more than I have. I have 137 to my name. Well, we could. I uh, have a smidge more than that. 
could arrange alone. Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? You would, you would really like that. What can I say? I admire both your talents. Be nice to have you back in, Lovelace and Kadam. I've heard good things about you and have seen good things about you. Be nice to bring you in. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sure. Kidan? Yeah? Think it's worth it? We could put our money together and uh, basically come out barely solvent, sounds like. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Easy come, easy go. We can get evidence to indict him. What good would that do? That would protect our hides. Would that serve justice? It could. It most certainly could. If you can... If you were fortunate enough to uh, bring it all the way to the top. I mean, say what you will about uh, the Dukes, but... Duke Older Raven Guard has a pretty good reputation. It's been a real thorn in the side of the guild, but considering what you're looking for, that might not be the worst thing. Could also continue and down the path of, you know, getting favors and money. We could play into Pask's game. I think our best uh, angle there actually might be... So, like, who are Pask's enemies? Um, We could give this as leverage they could use against him. Uh, That could add a lot of firepower. Specifically, I'm thinking Vivian. Uh, She needs a... She might be desperate enough to get a leg up on her competition and knocking Pasky on the peg might be something she'd buy into. With us? I mean, we're even. She doesn't uh, have a vendetta against us. I want the people who have died to have recognition that they were murdered. I want their friends and family to get some kind of restitution. I want to make sure this don't happen again. And we can use Vivian to bring Dan Pask and make that happen. Vivian. Uh, Vivian. I don't... Who's going to help... Who's going to help all the people who were murdered in their families? I don't know. You're... That's a tall order. That's not necessarily how a... Patriarchs rise and fall in this city. Well, out of character. So, what we could do here, um, I do have something prepared for if you want to essentially try to gather evidence to bring past down. And we're going to, regardless of how we go about this, we're going to kind of montage this and we'll probably do some time time jumps and things of that nature. Um, 
So if you want to act now and pay the 100 to 200 gold, uh, I'm thinking that'll probably be like a skill check, like basically like a persuasion roll probably to see like how well you can get, get like pay, like can you convince that whoever the captain is that you're paying off, can you convince them to go for a lower price? Oh, can it be the one who raided the other... Uh, oh man! <laughs> well, that you would have singing woman. Yeah, it could. If you're doing it, you would have disadvantage on that <laughs> role. <laughs> um, but tell, like, she does have a little bit of background. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, like, she has all the background actually. <laughs> um, Every single piece. <laughs> so, so what I'm so what I'm thinking of doing here is that. Actually, let me let me ask this. What it what what. What is the goal that both of you have? What is What are the results that you would like to happen? And then that might help kind of determine what what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Do you have thoughts? Oh, you want to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I guess the results that I would have, want to have, coming out of having the Flaming Fist raid is to get some other independent eyes on it. Um... Particularly anybody who might not either not be in the pocket of uh, specifically Pask, mm-hmm. um, or if there's like an honest cop who we could bribe, I guess <laughs> that uh, doesn't work well historically. <laughs> a, no honest cops <laughs> by definition. Uh, Welcome the, to Baldur's yeah. Gate. There's a couple contradictions in there. I, so actually, I so I, I'm kind of like thinking this through in my head, and I think I know how this will work. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna run through kind of the mechanics of what I have here. Uh-huh. So the way this works for gathering evidence, I've modified something from Xanathar's. Basically, um, I'm gonna give you this table here. I'll just say it to you, um, and it's it's a set of DCs. There are four DCs that you can pick from. So ten. 15 20 25 um depending on which dc you pick is the um, the like number of pieces of evidence that you can collect does that make sense Mm -hmm. so if you pick dc 10 and you succeed you will get two pieces of evidence if you pick dc 15 and you succeed you'll get three pieces of evidence now the way that this works is it's gonna be a ser- it's going to be three skill checks that need to be made. And what I'm thinking is, is that if you decide to pay off these cops or to, 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 to you know, raid, it'll be an automatic success on one of those skill checks. So you're guaranteed a success on those three skill checks if you decide <laughs> to do that. Does that sound fair to you? Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to think yeah. of, like, how to work this in. Yeah, what one of those three you said? Yeah, or? so so basically, sorry, I, I think I kind of jumped around a little. Yeah, yeah. So here it goes. So you must make a series of checks with the DC for all the checks chosen by you according to the amount of evidence sought after. Uh, the chosen DC can be the ones I listed: 10, 15, 20, or twenty-five. Successful c- completion of the the checks yields a number of pieces of evidence as shown on the evidence table. And so, for example, DC 10, you get two pieces of evidence at the end of this skill challenge, if you succeed. Now, what happens is, to attempt to gather the evidence, 
you must make three checks. Uh, I have listed here, because this is uh, supposed to simulate, like, basically you, like, breaking in and, you know, snooping around and getting all the shit. So the checks I have here are, um, th this is from Xanathar's, is a, a, dex, a dex check using thieves tools. Um, and then you can choose um, stealth, investigation, perception, or deception. Um, so you can choose from those, and you need to succeed on three of those. Three of them. However, I, I should go a little further here. So this is how it works. If none of the checks are successful, you're caught and you're well, I don't want to know the. I don't want to know the, the repercussions. <laughs> well, no, 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 you, you do, because th this is a... Um, the reason I'm giving you the repercussions is because th it's not a necessarily, like, you don't need to get all three of those. There, there is like levels to this. Do you want to sure. know the levels, or do you want to just know that there are levels? I would rather not know. Okay, all of how do you feel? I would rather know to know what the stakes <laughs> are. Okay, so okay, perfect, perfect. So all of, <laughs> uh, if you get one check, if you succeed on one check, you don't get any evidence. However, you're able to like escape, so you you're able to flee and not have any consequences. Um, if you get two checks, you get part. You have a partial success, so you get half of the pieces of evidence rounded down. So, for example, if you chose DC fifteen, um, you would get only one piece of evidence at the end of it, right? As opposed to three. Um, and then, if you get all three checks, you get all three pieces of evidence. Does it make sense? And what is the value of each piece of evidence? Uh, the value of each piece of evidence. So this is actually where. So so. Claire. So, so uh, Olive asked a very good question. What is the value of each piece of evidence? So the reason you want to get pieces of evidence. At the end of this, we're going to do basically a court scene. It's not going to be a scene. It's going to be kind of a montage thing. And it doesn't have to be necessarily at the court. That's where it would happen. But I know, Claire, you had some ideas. Maybe it, maybe it would be something different. Um, but regardless, this is the... You're basically going to make a set of fi um, final two checks to bring Pask down. And this is the final skill challenge where you get to choose whatever skill you want to use, but you have to justify how you use it. And basically there is a set DC to bring Pask down. And with each piece of evidence that you gain, that DC will decrease. With, uh... Yes, the, the, the DC will decrease with each piece of evidence that you gain. So if you, so just to put this into perspective, if you decide to choose DC 25, which means that you need to get, you need to beat a 25 on each one of your checks, three checks, um, you would get five pieces of evidence, which could be huge in bringing that DC down, like, substantially. Mm -hmm. um, or you can go with DC 10, you'll get two, two pieces of evidence, assuming you succeed, and it'll bring that dc down by a factor of two you don't i'm not going to tell you how much it goes down per piece of evidence but yeah okay so that's the idea this is what yeah. this is what i frantically came up with uh you know as i was preparing for this to be like how do i deal with the repercussions of this <laughs> giant thing mm -hmm. um so that's what i'm thinking um and that's what i would like to do unless the two of you have if you have any objections or you think that maybe something could be tweaked i'm open but that's what I'm thinking. So, as I was saying, uh, if you choose 
to pay off one of the guards, basically either going into debt with, um, going into further debt with box of screws, or if you can maybe persuade to get that, that, that price lower, um, it'll be an automatic success on one of those checks. Does that yeah. sound good? Yeah. I would be happy to donate some amount of my money towards that. One one more question. Yes, so yes, yes. For the outcome where we get half of the evidence, which Claire doesn't know which one it is, yes. is that rounded up or down? Uh, I, I chose rounded down. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, just to give you your options, this will be the first step. I, I need you both to decide how many pieces of evidence you want. So, for a DC 10, you get two. 15, you get three. 24, 25, five. Okay. Gonna be that one meme of doing math in my head. <laughs> gonna do it. 15 seems like the best risk to reward ratio to me. That's what it was until it was rounded down. Uh, okay, if we pay and get one success automatically, we're making two checks. Mm-hmm. Um, we make one of those. God, we're, then we're worse off than if we only make one of them at DC 15, we're worse off then we would be making both of them at DC 10. Oh, you're right. Okay, I see that. Interesting. Interesting. I think it's worth the risk. I don't think a DC 25 is a good choice simply because looking at my stats, I would have to roll <laughs> a, a 19 or 20 in order to succeed on my highest best yeah yeah 25 no no good no good um i I think i'm deciding between dc 10 and dc 20. interesting um because dc 10 is the safe choice we're like almost guaranteed to get at least one dc 20 means that even if we only get half we still have two so Mm -hmm. we only have to beat one of two skill checks. And we can probably get up to, like, plus six on these rolls, right? Just depending on what skills you use. Um, I am mm-hmm. open to you using your other skills, but the, the basically, the, the obvious ones, as I said, are stealth, investigation, perception, deception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be okay going for 20. I stealth, investigation... Hmm. And I guess sleight of hand is part of that as well. Sleight of hand itself. Best I have of those is plus four. Same. So so the DC 20... Can we make one of two DC 20 rolls? I think so. Plus four. It's 25 per. (laughs) About. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god! Let's go with 20. Wow, Box of Screws is really uh, laying this all out for us, huh? Yeah. <laughs> really a business person. Right. Uh, that was actually the other kind of cost sink into this, but I'm thinking that 
trying to say. So yeah, the other part of this that I kind of skipped was the beginning part, which is you, you have to spend one week, or in our case, one 10-day and 25 gold, which is just representing gathering information, you know, staking out the place, stuff like that. Um, so I guess there would be an additional 25 gold on top of your whatever you pay off the cops with. Um, but again, that is, if you do that, guaranteed success. So on one of the checks. Which means that we won't get the lowest tier. Guaranteed. The lowest tier guaranteed. You mean of getting evidence? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need to get at least one additional check succeeded. To, to get any evidence. Yes. But... So, Let's roll some dice. I want to. I want to. I want. I, I don't know, Claire. I don't. I don't think that we <laughs> you can know, get the four. I, so, I don't think we can beat two D. So 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 real quick, because uh, I did. I did come up with this on the fly. Uh-huh. I'm. I think I maybe was a bit too harsh with the rounding down. Now that I'm looking at it, I think it might actually make more sense to round up because that would allow for, I think, a more... Well, no, because then it's the same problem, I guess, because then it then it has t- 15 and 20 are now... Yeah, because then like I'd yeah. probably go 15. Yeah, that's super weird. Okay, yeah, then no. Okay, I what think, if you yeah. counted half... No, no. <laughs> do you have a, 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 a yeah. anyways, what are you doing? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say 10, Claire. I don't. That's so safe. It's so safe, but. Go with the 15. No, do what you want. Like if we go with 10, we pr- might not even have to pay out all of our gold and we'll end up better than we would. We have a higher chance of coming out with two pieces of evidence. And we don't have to pay. I want to bring Pascal. Yeah, me too. But, and this is the most strategic way to, so like in character, I think that this is represented by like Kidam, you saying like, I want to bring Pascal down. Like, let's go for the throat. And like weirdly, Lovelace is the one who's saying, no, let's not go for the throat. Like, let's, well, maybe like you ought to be maybe, practical about it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Lovelace is more savvy of like is more used to this kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that that's it. Um, like Lovelace has been more steeped in the guild, right? Yeah, and like you know when to try to like fight power with power, and you know when to get away with everything that you can. And okay. Could I ask for a persuasion roll? Ooh. Against Lovelace? No. Uh, no, Lovelace makes a persuasion roll against Kidam. I, I'm fine with it. Are, are you okay with that, uh, uh, Lovelace? Uh, I guess, like, I'd want to know, again, like, what, in what context is this? Like, like whether to go for the, the 10 or the 20, essentially, Me- mechanically speaking. Uh-huh. Uh, or in game two, persuade Kidam to go the the under the safer route, the underground route. I think Kidam will have to go into debt if you did decide to do that, because Lovelace is not super willing to dump all her money in. I don't know. I don't know. I might not. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I'll roll. I'll roll that d twenty. Persuade. I have a I have a DC in my head. Yeah. I have a plus zero on my sheet. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Okay, so DC 20. Let's roll this. That's a nine. Oh. <laughs> well. Mm, okay. So, yeah, this yeah. Is lovely saying, like, nah, like, we gotta be smart about this. Like, we can go talk to Livian and, like, use her as, like, Livian's leverage. not gonna want us to anywhere near her. Whatever. She's a businesswoman. She'll get it. I don't think I like business, if this is how business works. Yeah, no one does. Um, this is Baldur's Gate. Kidam, where have you been this last couple of days? I'm a capitalist, all right! <laughs> Do we... Mm. Is the compromise here to go with the 15? We could. Uh, is it rounded up or down? <laughs> it's rounded down. No way, then. I can't do it. I mean, you'll still get the, the... Like, if you fail the 10, you still end up with one piece of evidence. Yeah, yeah. Failing a 10, I feel better about fi not failing a 10 than not failing a 15. Significantly. Okay. I don't know. I, I guess uh, Kadam, I mean... I say having just rolled a 9. But, yeah. You know. I I don't know. How Like, how do you all want to move forward? What do you think? Yeah, that's... Do you want to... Like, uh, like with that, I'm assuming that 9 does not beat the DC you have. So no. No way. DC Kadam, was in the double digits. Yeah, so Kadam, I'm assuming, is pretty steadfast about wanting to, to go more into this. So, I mean, Lovelace, yeah. if, if you're following the dice, like, is that I mean, 15 work? Kidam isn't convinced, so what does Kidam do? I'm curious. I might, I might try and, like, get the fist to go raiding just off of my own coin. Okay. That doesn't solve the DC oh, algorithm gosh. character issue, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling really torn between wanting to take action, like yeah. Claire, and wanting to stick to my character. And I'm feeling like those are really in conflict right now. Okay. I'm sure this is fascinating viewing for all of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, Conflict it's, is great. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, you know, I would say we could play this out in a scene, but I feel like we're already in this kind of fast track thing. I think we just need to make a decision. So yeah, if y'all can't right. make a decision, I'm going to say you're going to go for the 15 as a compromise, if that's all right okay. with you. We're going for the 10. Okay. The there, you, there you go. Let's go with the 10. <laughs> Shadam, you're not feeling like arguing today. You're perforated. I am perforated. I've been perforated in multiple places today. <laughs> okay, let's go with the ten. Okay, so are you paying off Flaming Fist to get a guaranteed success? Yeah? Okay. So can somebody do um, a persuasion roll for me to, to basically represent... Yeah. See if you can bring that cost down. I think I would be the correct person to do that. Okay, it's gonna be I uh, that one. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, as you, the two of you are deliberating, uh, box of screws 
snaps her fingers, somebody comes in and she sends somebody out as you are discussing with Boxer Screws on how to get all this done. Uh, about 20 minutes pass and the runner comes back and unfortunately looks to all of you. It's got to be 200, 200 gold pieces to pay him off. Um, and Boxer Screws looks over at the two of you. Well, uh, suppose we gotta do a loan here, it seems. You okay with that? How much are you willing to give, Lovelace? Ah, box of screws. I knew you'd get me somehow. Uh, I'll throw in 50. Okay. We need five gold. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do 60 even then, if you're, if you're going all in. I'm, I'm, I'm going all in. Yeah, okay. all right. Okay. Um, well, so you're going to pay for it, the two of you, on your own. Yeah. I okay. So. Yeah, I'm not going in debt to her. Okay. Yeah. Then go ahead. Uh, mark off how much gold you spend. And yeah, box of screws. All right. Well, uh, I do admire that. And um, she gestures to the runner as you pass the gold off. And they go running out to commence the raid. Um, as time passes and you start getting a plan together um depending on where you all want to be i'm just assuming you're going to be staying in this hideout to kind of lay low mm-hmm. um eventually yeah one thing about that i will insist on a runner uh someone not suspicious to go to the faffle stamps and tell pog and orla that I will be staying. I'm willing to coordinate with Boxer Screws on where I tell them I'm staying. Okay. But I'm staying in the lower city uh, and to come get me at, at a different address sure. if things should happen before I'm done with all this. Sure, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Boxer Screws sends out a, another runner to, to inform the Faffle Stamps of where you will be staying um, should. Uh, she go into labor and you need to assist with that. Um, as the day progresses, you are down there just in this kind of dark, dank interior. Eh, not super dank. Towards the back, it gets a little musty, uh, kind of in the area you're at, but up towards the front, it's not as bad. Um, and as the day progresses, uh, eventually as the day starts coming to a close, the that one runner who went out for the raid comes back to report that... They were able to muster up a contingent of um, Flaming Fist. They did raid the um, Hamhawk Slaughterhouse. Uh, unfortunately, most of, if there was any evidence, had been collected. However, they did find one thing um, within there. Um, what did they find? They found behind... Uh, the portrait of Pask himself within the office. There is a little nook in the wall there, and they found a, a statue within of an armored man wearing a bucket helm, his right gauntlet painted black, clutching a set of shackles that kind of splayed out down before the feet. Um, and you're informed that this is the holy symbol to Bane, the god of tyranny. It's not entirely illegal to uh worship the dead three art collection um but it is still pretty damning because it's very very frowned upon especially for a patriarch to have 
a holy symbol mm-hmm. to Bane. Um, so there's the one evidence that they managed, they managed to find there. Um, but Nathan, how did this butcher shop get rid of all the bodies? I don't know. Uh, but yes, the um, thing. Uh, unfortunately, I left my hand axes there. Also, I just realized. Sorry. Yeah. They are yep. there. Um, yep. So the day comes to a close, and now we are going to start fast forwarding through time here as we uh, resume the last part of this operation. So you have one uh, skill check automatically succeeded. Um, I realize I gave you evidence when I shouldn't have, but oh well, let's hope you get the other two things. <laughs> um, it's fine. Um, okay. So, I need two more skill checks from either of you, um, and this is basically, as as the 10 day goes on, working with Box of Screws uh, and her people, you eventually devise um, a plan to, uh, to send people in to find evidence of what may have happened, if there's more that can be gathered. Um, I would say there's essentially two operations occurring here. There's one where Box of Screws is going to have people um, break into Pask's Manor um, during the day to see if they can find anything there. Um, And another contingent is going to actually go back into the slaughterhouse in the evening to see if they can find anything there. So even though, I mean, unless, Lovelace, unless you think you would be a part of these raiding parties, these um, break-in parties... What do you think? Like, what is Kadam and Lovelace doing during this 10-day uh, as all this is happening? Lovelace would love to see the inside of another Patriar's manor <laughs> okay. while doing bad things to them. Yeah. Okay, Lovelace great. Lovelace would not love to go back to that slaughterhouse. Okay, so then, then Lovelace, for you, the question I have for you is what skill will you be using? Again... Um, there's the ones that I listed. Stealth? Okay, great. Yeah. So, if you can do a stealth check for me. You know it, Nathan. Okay. 1d20 plus 4. Sneaky sneak, 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 sneak. Sneaky sneak, sneak. 22! Woo! There you go. Okay. So, yes. Hmm. You get that one piece of evidence, because you got got two. But, um, that is two successes. So, uh, Lovelace, you you go. You want to go into the other the other Patriarch Manor. Um, breaking in uh, in the middle of the day as everyone is out at work, you break in with this small group of thieves. And as you comb through the house, well, let's find out. Actually, I want to see if you are able to get one more piece of evidence. So, what I would like to do before I reveal if you find anything or not. Um, Lovelace is to see if you can get that final check. So, I would like Kadam to participate in this. Is do, is there a way, uh, Kadam, that you think you would be aiding in this whole process of trying to f- gather evidence? Yeah. Um, I think if people want to go back to Hamhawks, I will absolutely go with them as a semi-guide. Got it. Okay. Um, and direct them towards Jameis's office in particular. Okay. Perfect. Um, so, what skill would you like to use? Could I use religion? Yeah, sure. Um, how do you think you're using it, like, to look... Like, are you looking for 
I'm looking for like holy symbols, yeah, but more for like t- like uh, prayers, texts. Got it. Um, I'm looking for uh, like a space that has been maybe set up as a ritual space, but yeah. then certain elements have been removed because yeah. they know they're under suspicion. Okay. Um, so go yeah. go ahead make your make your um, religious uh, religion check for me, and we'll see that's, if you get that. That's cocked. I'm gonna roll that again. I trust you. So okay. <laughs> fifteen. Okay. Yeah. So you. Uh, you would have made the fifteen. Yeah. Would have made the fifteen. Yep. Yeah. So um, you're only gonna get the two pieces of evidence. So what I'll say is, um, Lovelace, you combing through the manor with this group of thieves it's actually like very clean like you don't find anything of suspicion within there um it's it's remarkable really uh but you are able to stay very quiet and discreet with this group um avoiding like servants that are still there tending to the manor um and you even go within pasks just grand bedroom this by the way this manor is much more uh, decadent than that of um, the Guthmere's Manor. Um, I will say some things of note. Uh, there is definitely this like master bedroom, and you can see there are you know there are these paintings on the walls and things of that, and a big four um, poster bed. But you find uh, other bedrooms within the manor that are essentially vacant like things have like sheets uh, draped over them and you look under there's like chairs and beds and things of that sort there's like no paintings on the walls and eventually you do find an area um like down in the basement area where there's just numerous paintings that have been covered up and looking under them you see there's uh, a, a family portrait and you see uh, an older looking gentleman that looks similar to pask um and then at his side you see two other younger looking gentlemen um, one is very clearly Pask, uh, with a kind of a bit of a scowl on his face, and another one a bit taller, um, little more filled out, uh, um, kind of a little bit of a double chin, uh, with some of the similar features to Pask that you presume is probably Tristan. Um, and there are other paintings as well, like solo portraits of Tristan. Something that probably stands out to you is that there are there seems to be more depictions of Tristan than that of Pask. Um, oh yeah, environmental environmental storytelling. That's great. So uh, for you, Kadam, sneaking back in here in the evening is probably I don't know how you feel about it, but it's. I mean, you're getting all these flashbacks to what happened as as soon as you step in. The, the scent of that iron blood smell hits you. Um, it does seem that the business has been more or less kind of closed down and is out of business for a, a, a portion of time. Um, there aren't any... Uh, y- you do see, like, as you were sneaking in, there are some individuals that are standing guard, but with this group, you are able to bypass them and make your way... I know this is slightly, yeah, this is slight, I hope this isn't trivializing you oh, going no. in there too much, but um, but you're able to get in and go down the hall, um, passing Pask's office and going into James's office, and when you get in there, it's 
been very cleaned. Um, and you just see... Uh, not dank anymore? It's got a, a, a musty smell to it, but um, it just looks like a simple office. There's a single de- a desk with this chair. Um, and as you start opening up the drawers and looking through, you just see basically accounting books. I mean, they're, you open them up and they are like the, all of the... All the numbers are there. Um, they look to be actually fairly well accounted for. Uh, granted, there's definitely some like smudges and stains on on the more recent entries. Like maybe bits of grime have gotten onto it from whoever was writing their hand, like smearing across. Um, but everything seems pretty kosher, um, and you don't really see anything of note within there. However, as you are, yeah, loose floorboards. So, yeah, you do, space you do a thorough comb. You don't find anything within there, but you go into Pask's office as you were kind of leaving, doing this thorough check of the space. And within Pask's office, there's, th- there's this big rug in the center of the room. Lifting that up, um, which is, I guess, remarkable the Flaming Fist didn't spot this because, you know, they probably weren't doing as thorough of a job. But lifting it up, there, there are some dark stains on the wood. Um, you know, like, it looks like they've probably been... A, there was an attempt to wash them out. But there's clearly these, like, dark, you know, splotches on the, the, the hardwood floor. And <clears throat> wedged in the floorboards, you catch a glint of silver. As you reach down to grab it, you see... (laughs) You see this silver necklace embedded in the crack of the floorboard. Pulling it out, the chain has been snapped, and it has um, this, like, ruddy, rusty, like, flaky uh, material kind of covering bits of it. And uh, as you look at this small necklace, you can see... That uh, it, that the uh, the pendant itself bears the Delusker family crest, um, and as you are getting ready to put it away, one final thing catches your eye. Hanging from the end of the necklace, there's this single strand of dark black hair, coarse and curly, kind of coming off the end of it. So that could be a either of the Deluskers or anyone else. Yeah. But you do find that. So you find that piece of evidence. So you have two pieces of evidence by the end of this 10-day as you all regroup back at a box of screws. Is that evidence? I mean, it's it's a necklace. I mean, I will say again to, to um, kind of go in line with the way that this mechanic is meant to work. Um, it's clear to you that that flaky material is is very clearly blood. Yeah. And same with the stains. I bleed on my things a lot too, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the... I, 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 box detect magic on it? There's no magical effects, but box of screws... Um, Boxer Screws points out that it, it's it, it may be enough to arise 
like to, to gather a, a more thorough investigation of Pask um, to have uh, like like higher up authorities get involved. Mm-hmm. So um, considering that there is a dark blood bloody stain on the floorboards of the office with yeah. this broken lock like broken pendant in the floorboards. Uh-huh. We never learned what color Beatrice's hair was, did we? No. It was described as like dark and bushy. Mm-hmm. Not even yeah, dark, it was just bushy. dark, just bushy. Yeah. Um, we could also hand over the mirror and comb uh, that we found in Beatrice's house as like supporting evidence um, that, that the two of them were involved. Mm-hmm. And also the shrine to a dark god. Yes. <laughs> At yes. Maybe a little bit more yes. direct. <laughs> yeah. So. And I will loudly proclaim that I'm happy to go under any truth spell that anyone wants to cast on, on me. So, uh, now that we've we've kind of done th- this portion of it, as you've, you've gone around the city and worked with Box of Screws and the guild, which... Box of Screws does remind both of you as this 10-day passes, you know, as frequently as she can, all the help that she is providing both of you. I will happily make healing potions for her. Okay, yeah. Um, Does it have a monetary cost when you make a potion? Do you have to, like, buy the material? Yeah, it's 25 gold. Uh, They are worth 50 each. Okay, yeah. Um, So I will... You I mean, if, as long as off, she gives yeah. me the materials, I can make however many what she wants. At max of ten, I guess. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, um... Kidam. So you're working for the guild. Nope. I mean, so, yes, she will happily have you make healing potions. Um, she does point out, though, that she does need to purchase those materials to, you know, to make those potions. Um... And I'll point out that she is getting literally double her money back. <laughs> Make a persuasion check for me. Double money on an investment is chump change. <laughs> uh, persuasion 16. Okay. Yeah, you were able to pay off whatever debt that she was holding on to with this, with this health <laughs> potion. Um, but regardless, at the end of the 10-day, you... <laughs> Unfortunately, you are, are are only able to gather this this amount, but at least you have some. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to both of you is: Again, we're going to abstract this with with a, a, another skill challenge. But two things: one, what is your goal at the end of this? I'm assuming it's you want to bring you know path to justice. That seems pretty obvious. More important than Pask getting punished mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. is that people know what happened and the people who are still living who have been hurt by him get some kind of justice. Okay. Um, and two, uh, how do you imagine this playing out? I have a very good idea of how this will happen. Like, the way that this... Sh- would happen within Baldur's Gate. You would get taken to uh, High Hall, or you would go to High Hall, which is like the government body in the upper city, and literally go through the courts. 
Um, and as Boxer Screws points out, it's it's possible it's just risky because of the the corruption. Um, but that's how I imagine it playing out because that's like how it would go through, you know, through the proper channels. But do either of you have a, an idea of how this might play out differently? Is there a, another scenario you can imagine where, where this might occur? Yeah, I would like to exert social pressure okay. on the courts, the dukes, like everyone who's involved through, I guess, protests. Okay. Um, uh, getting, like, the Healer's Crew has connections to the Brethren of Barbers and the Apothecary Alliance. Uh, we have, although I'm not going to use them unless we have to, more guild contacts. Mm -hmm. I have helped it, you know, several hundred births. So that's, you know, at least 400 people who <laughs> know about me. And all, right, all right, yes, of course. Yeah, I get it. Yes, yes. We, we get think, it. I think, like, Lovelace is actually, like, super into this, where it's, like, she has zero faith that going through the institutional system will do anything. Okay. Um, and so, like, yeah, she's super down to, like, I don't know, like, go to bars and, like, be like, yo, guys, look at this sculpture we found. <laughs> hey, did you hear about how the Flaming Fish keeps, like, raiding, like, these butcher shops? All right. So I'll, I will say this, that obviously you you can't really go through the streets openly at this point, yeah. like you suspect. But right. again, right. but no, it's it's fine. Like you're able to do this again through the help of the guild right now, through Box of Screws' connection. Um, there are numerous underground passageways, either through the sewers themselves or just ones that they've created over the years that allow you to go up into the bars without walking through the streets. So, Lovelace, you were able to do this. You are able to go around the city and start spreading the word on this. Um, while Kadam, uh, Box of Screws is able to... I, I'm assuming you want to go to the outer city. Box of Screws is able to smuggle you out, and you start spreading the word and getting all your connections together. Now, is this going to look like you, you literally want to get, like, all these people together in basically, like, protest in the lower city or in the outer city or you, you like you want to bring them all into the walls to like protest in some kind of town square area if we could get a couple of smaller protests one in lower city one in outer city that's yeah. great but specifically during the trial i want as many people as possible outside the courthouse got it okay and silent okay okay what you want them just standing I there want, in silence i want intimidation here Okay. I want. I have heard that large amounts of people standing in silence as protest, or even sitting in silence, is far more frightening to people in positions of authority mm -hmm. than rowdy protests. Okay. Well, let us do our skill checks. So, um, oh Lovelace. Boy. What skill check are you using as you go around to... I mean, this sounds like... This does sound like persuasion to me, but it maybe could be something else. As you're going around to, um, you know, get everybody up in arms. I'm looking. I'm looking at my skill sheet. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. 
<laughs> uh, well, if I'm gonna... I beat you up, you have to come to this program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Intimidation. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, intimidation that's... works for me just fine if you are kind of like, you know, you're being more aggressive about it and like trying to get people like angry and, and rowdy about this. That might be the best I can do. Like, okay. Everything else is like perception, stealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal handling. All right, please roll an intimidation roll for me. Oh boy, I have a bad feeling about this. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Friends, Oof. it's not good. So that is unfortunately one failure as um, you try to go around to get all these people at the various pubs and bars and taverns to participate in this, but it is not. It, it, people just kind of shoo you off. Um, just start yelling at you. You get in a couple of brawls, <laughs> but um, but oh, can I roll athletics you can to win the brawls? I don't care about the outcome. I just want to win the brawls. I mean, this could because there's there's. Uh, I'm gonna go to Kadam, but oh, this yeah? could be your next uh, attempt. Your because ne- you need to get two successes here to to have this work. Um, mm. So so let's let's get back to you in a second as this is okay. not going well for you. But Kadam, you were smuggled out into the city to to gather everybody to do this for you. What skill check would you use? I would say persuasion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please roll a pers- um, uh, persuasion check for me. As a side note, I am not casting any magic within the presence of any guild members. Okay. Just the crew. Just... You mean? Are you talking about the crew? No, the guild. Like the criminal network. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Persuasion. Oh boy. 16. Again. Excellent. Uh, that is a success. So you are able to get a large, your, your network, you're able to, to, you feel like you're able to get everybody to agree to this and you're pretty confident that they're all going to show up on the day of the trial or rather the day that you present yourselves at the courthouse to start a trial. Um, yeah. So that is one success. Uh, this comes down to one final roll. Um, so, as it should. Yeah, either of you can make this, but it, Lovelace, it did seem like uh, I'm I'm open to this. If you want to use athletics, I would love to rage and use athletics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Feel free to tell me no on that one. Uh, <laughs> the, rage. the rage is tough because this is supposed again supposed to simulate like a period of time. Yeah. Okay, that's but fair. you can that's use fair. athletics. If that's you could come up with some other way to give, if if you come up with some other way, I'll give you advantage if you can think of something. But but hey, just John, an athletics. No <laughs> yeah, come into this corner here. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is simulating yeah. a long period of yeah. time. So sure. I mean, I would not be with you in a bar to yeah. give you guidance. Yeah, I think I think it's just got to be a D twenty plus four just, or just, plus six. Just go for it. Yeah. This is like a 50-50 shot. I think. Claire, uh, based on my internal math. Okay, go for it. Seventeen. Oh my god! <laughs> I won at the fight. <laughs> Yeah, so everybody tells you off at these bars and you you go back and just start getting in these fights, these brawls. I mean, yeah, do you have some something to add? Like what do you what does this look like as you're going around these bars and getting in in like bar fights? Yeah, I think I think it's loud. I think it's like maybe bringing even like the folks that I met during the investigations. Yeah. 
who like I said that I'd like go back and tell them how things went. It's like we found who did it. We need like arms. Like let's go make some noise I, and like you know what I imagine. Yeah. It, 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 to, to add on to this is you you get all these folks together and you go into one of the bars where you got told off by probably by some asshole that was kind of like the de facto you know tough guy there so you go back there start making your speech again and this guy comes up to you to just be like i've had enough of this and then you get into this fight and just boom and sock him down (laughs) onto the floor and everybody goes silent in the room as you knock this one person out and that is enough with especially this cadre of other guild members behind you to get everybody to suddenly shut up and listen to what you're saying. So. Yeah. No, I think I think Lovelace isn't even the one who speaks. I think she gives the floor to, like, uh, what's his face? Be- Beatrice's wife? No. Beatrice's friend's husband. Beatrice's friend's... Beatrice's... Jorge. Friend. Jorge. Oh, yeah! Oh, yes. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's great. So yeah. So you you got the 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 people at the farm, the the chicken yeah. farm. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, I love it. Okay. So yes, you brought them in there, and yeah, he's like super uncomfortable as you bring him into this like really rowdy bar, and uh-huh. you do that, and then yeah, just step aside, giving the floor to him, <laughs> and he just like kind of quietly speaks up and tells his story, and. You know, there's a little bit of some snide remarks made, but you are able to shut those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as he gets going into the story, you feel a silence fall over the room, and people actually start listening, and people start to really get involved with this. And 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 yeah, like you hear some people agreeing, like this is fucked up, and yes, we're sick the of this. The are just literally killing us in our sleep brutally, and they expect us to do nothing about it. Yeah. Doesn't that make you mad? Yes. <laughs> well, let's so, go sit silently in front of courthouse about it. <laughs> so, with those two successes, um, oh you both show up at High Hall with a massive crowd in tow. Actually, you know, I don't even think it's that. I think you show up and they're all waiting there. All of these people standing around, and you see these guards, these um, the watch are are all like on the edges of uh, high hall at the gates and various entryways, and up on the walls, and they all look terrified as they're staring down at this crowd. And as you're walking up to the gates, both of you can hear some of the watch talking, and they're like talking to each other. I just don't get it. They're not yelling or anything. They all just started showing up and standing here in silence. I don't understand. Um, and you hear another one be like, we should get them out. Do you see how many there are as you go walking through the gates? So they kind of stop you for a moment. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, and you state your business, are able to get inside. Um, so I'll kind of open it up to the two of you as eventually you are brought into the court courtroom and past Lusker is brought before you. Um, you do have to wait quite a while as someone go fetches him. And you're standing... This, Just to put it in perspective, as you go into the upper city, this building that you approach, it is not quite a castle, but it is quite a grand display of architecture before you. Um, it is at least 
five stories in height with two towers that rise up on either side of this large boxy structure. Um, and the towers themselves have these beautifully domed roofs with uh, blue tiles. And surrounding the entire high hall are 20 to 30 foot walls with turrets at the corners and at various defensive positions. Um, so even though this is a seat of government power with these more stately looking buildings, it is still surrounded by a very fortress-like structure as you are led inside. And you find yourselves on the first floor stepping in to this grand stone room that is echoing with your footsteps. There are many, almost like a, a cathedral or something, there are, there are benches set up for individuals to sit at. And at the back of the room, there is this large podium where there is a stately gentleman sitting there with this powdered wig on and kind of crumpled up with his gavel. Um, and you uh, have to wait there for quite a while as um, you see nobles who have caught word of this start filing in to watch whatever this might be. Um, and eventually, Pass comes strolling in with a contingent of um, his own watch, uh, his own uh, guards following behind him. And the trial commences. It does last quite a while, and Pask uh, clearly has a lot of influence here. But with all of this, the, the, the work you've done with the populace, this story has spread. And it has even made it up into the upper city. And you can see that some of these nobles sitting there are like whispering to themselves and talking. And you catch glimpses of conversation of the story that has been told all throughout Baldur's Gate of the awful atrocities that Pask and the Delusker family have committed. Um, do either of you, what, what is, what is the final, like the final moments of this look like as Pask is progressively getting more and more nervous and he's taking that little handkerchief that he, that you saw him holding up to his nose, wiping his forehead. He is desperately trying to present evidence of you breaking in, killing his employees, and showing the parchment with the yeah. the seal of um, the He's god of got murder. murder weapons. So, what uh, what do you all? What what I would love for you to contribute to this this kind yeah. of these final moments. What you got, Kidan? As Pask gets progressively more nervous, I get progressively more outwardly calm uh i don't think my actual nerve nervous state changes much at any point but i'm i am trying to seem more rational and reasonable than him because i know that reads well um i think not necessarily because yeah i'm in the right yeah. Uh, yeah. I think at no point does Lovelace think that this is gonna work. And keeps being like, Kinam, like, let's just go like wreck the place. We got all these people. It's no point being here. And like exerting the same kind of pressure that she did when we were going for DC ten and mm -hmm. to take off your bracelets. Like, <laughs> this isn't gonna work. Frankly, I'm okay with people wrecking stuff if we lose. But only if we lose. Okay, I can work with that. I don't trust these benches. Did you see that one move? 
<laughs> a mouth for <laughs> um i don't like this place I, and like lovelace is just uncomfortable again yeah like, this place was like it's like a lot of sitting but no place for her to sit yes and it is a lot of that and it's a lot of waiting and and listening yeah. to people deliberate and these like loud you know uh, loud voices of the judge echoing through the hall as he's deliberating and Pask, you know, trying to make these grand speeches as then you step up and present your evidence. Um, as you're kind of having these doubts... I might cast Zone of Truth on myself yeah, at some so, point. So I think, Kadam, when you step forward and maybe even, like, you start to cast and you see the judge, like, hold up a hand looking concerned as you're getting ready to cast a spell... Oh, I would I would ask permission beforehand. Um, and you see Pask kind of, you know, look up at the judge, raising an eyebrow. And at this point, you hear a loud sound of a door <laughs> echo through this chamber. And everybody turns to see this... This very um, broad-shouldered kind of square-jawed individual with a crooked nose and silver hair in uh, rather simple black garb, um, but with a beautiful longsword at, at their side. And he comes walking in confidently, and you see Pask get utterly, like, frightened by the presence of this individual as they come striding in. Um, and the judge kind of stiffens up and looks around. All rise for the Grand Duke Older Ravenguard. Um, and everyone stands up as he comes striding in, kind of bows to everybody and steps up to the podium next to the judge, says a few words quietly, looks over and then takes a seat next to the judge. The Grand Duke will be uh, overseeing the rest of this trial. Uh, Kadam, please, you are going to um, cast Zone of Truth, I believe. You have permission to do so, and Pask, if you don't mind participating in this. Of course. Um, and with that, Kadam... You, over the presiding of Grand Duke Older Ravenguard, are able to cast a zone of truth. Getting uh, Pask within it, you do feel him resist, but again, just for the sake of the story here, as you've succeeded on your skill challenge, he is unable to resist. What do you ask him? What do you ask him? Oh my god. Oh, I had not considered that. I ask him about his relationship with Jameis. I ask him how he came to find Bane. Uh, I ask him why or what happened to Tristan and why he was so frightened of people finding out whatever that was. Just as a first batch of questions there. <laughs> For Jameis and Bane, he's able to more or less kind of talk around it um, in not yeah. too incriminating of a way. That's fair. Um, 
I mean, he's definitely leaving a lot out. But when you ask him what happened to Tristan, he becomes very stiff. He died. He died. Anything else? How did he die? He was... Round. He had the blood pulled from his body. <laughs> I, I am above all of you. <laughs> this is. <sighs> well, now we know he certainly believes that. I say, just kind of generally <laughs> out to the audience. <laughs> you. I have no idea what is coming. <laughs> I. Hmm. Why don't you tell me about the creation of the Slytherin Tracker? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> that was his his little whore. <laughs> she. she uh, she was so easy to deceive. Uh, oh, so desperate to be with him. I see. Oh, all Jameis and I had to do was just convince her that we would make sure that she could be with him forever. Well, go on! Take me away! Yes, I killed my brother. I was behind it. <laughs> but, trust me, there's more to come. Would you mind telling us about that? <laughs> I think I've said everything I've needed to say today. Everything I'm willing to say. You, you fucking dirty, out of city, you scum, all of you. Um, and at this point, some watch soldiers start coming out and grabbing him by the shoulders and start dragging him through the hall as he just is yelling into this empty space. Not empty, rather full. But it just echoes through these stone halls as he is being dragged out. And the judge starts slamming the gavel, trying to get everybody to settle down as he is pulled out. And the two of you are standing there before this audience, the judge and the Grand Duke. The Grand Duke does stand 
and step down, walking up to the two of you as he kind of stands there before you. His outfit is very plain and kind of utilitarian in its makeup. Not much filigree to it, although it is finely made. Um, And he puts his hand on the pommel of his sword and looks over the two of you. Well, thank you both for exposing this. I am assuming the two of you are responsible for everyone out there. Uh, yes, my lord. Um, you're welcome. Then it we'll was be... just the right thing to do. It definitely seems that way. There's not going to be a problem with all of the individuals out there, will there? I don't believe so. Good. Uh, Kadam Lovelace, thank you again, and it is nice to hear more clearly what the people want and need. Good day to you both. You will step away and start walking down the main aisle as everyone then stands as he leaves. So, with that, you are able to exit the courthouse back out into this large crowd of all these faces that you've gathered before you. Um, and immediately individuals start rushing up to you asking almost in hushed excitement. Did it work? Were you able to, uh... Were you yeah, able was to... there any kind of verdict? Like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> did it work? <laughs> yes, it did. Um, thank you. I'm not so, uh... hot, hot on the, the the court scenes, I guess. Yes, um, before, before leaving... I'm sorry, my, my brain is, like, jumping ahead. Um, before leaving, as the Grand Duke leaves, the um, judge presiding over all of this will um, address both of you um, and free you of your charges and thank you for bringing the evidence to the court and bringing this story before everyone um, and exposing the uh, the corruption of this patriarch. And of course, there's grand claims made of this will never happen again, and this is a reminder to all other patriarchs of, you know, the the power that the populace does have within Baldur's Gate to God, uh, they're just using yeah. all this to like maintain the status quo. So um, there's a lot oh. of, of uh, you know grand uh, grand speeches made, um, a lot of pomp and circumstance, but eventually you are let let go, let free, and I joining think- the crowd. Yeah. I- I didn't think about this like in the moment, but I think uh, if their interest is to like get the crowd to like disperse, mm-hmm. them seeing him get dragged away in chains, I think would do a lot to disperse them. Just letting them see that little piece. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe. Um, I mean. What do you what not to not to like you know retroactively do stuff here too much, yeah. but 
what if I imagine like maybe Lovelace uh, as Grand Duke is leaving, maybe you speak yeah. up, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just, excuse me, uh, my lord. If uh, you're concerned about the folks outside, um, something that might calm them down is uh, getting a visual on the outcome of this thing. You know, something theatric. Very well. I like the way you think. It'll be done. As he uh, heads out and stops by two of the watch at the door and kind of relays the orders to them. And yeah, as the two of you leave, um, as you get as you're starting to walk through the courtyard of the high hall, you hear the sudden <laughs> eruption of cheers from outside. And as you open the gates, you see Pask being led out in chains through the crowd as people are parting. Um, there's a little bit of rowdiness as some folks throw some things at him as he's being pulled out, but they are quickly uh, dispelled by numerous watch who start filing in to stop any of that. Uh, but regardless, he is dragged through the streets of the upper city and eventually taken down to the um, Sea Tower of Baldurin, where he is, uh, where he is imprisoned. Um, However, with all of this said and done, as we wrap up this story arc, um, do the two of you have any kind of last, like, moments you want together as this all comes to a close? I think during the 10-day, where we are staying at the cracked spine, I am leaning pretty heavily on Lovelace for emotional support. Um, Yeah. I think more scenes, like... The one after our places got ransacked. Yeah. Where, like, we just lie down together. I think there might be lots of that. Like, Kidam is, like, I think a source of safety. Really, like, Lovelace can just trust Kidam. Yeah. And, uh... Lovelace can give Kidam context for what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Box of Screws sets you both up in, like, the bunk area of this kind of underground establishment. Um, even brings in one of the, the cots for you, Lovelace, that um, centaurs use. Um, but yeah, I think as the 10-day goes, there's moments where the two of you are just in there, you know, lying together, comforting each other. And then when all of this comes to a close and you are... Uh, walking through the city streets of the upper city with this large crowd of all your your community that you've organized together um, however that may make you feel but regardless this was definitely a, a triumph for the outer city to bring like visual and public justice down upon a patriarch and um, yeah Oh, <laughs> okay. as so I, yeah. I mean, I I I do love that visual. I think Kadam, like as you and Lovelace are walking through the streets, I'm assuming is Kadam openly weeping. Openly weeping. Yeah. You have many of the community members coming up to you and consoling with you, thanking you for for exposing this, all the hard work that you've done. The two of you have definitely become more you know, publicly known, I guess, within the outer city. You might have even uh, gotten some recognition within the lower city and upper city with this. Um, 
But the thing I want to end with tonight is as you finally get to return back to some normalcy of your lives um, and the days start going on, uh, the Faffle Stamps eventually do have their new their new uh their new child um it's twins that's right it was twins <laughs> their second set of twins <laughs> oh my god um okay i don't actually know how sure we'll say that they're yeah uh they have twins they have a a baby uh baby boy and a baby girl um and they are thrilled, and you help them with this process. Uh, Lovelace, you... I, I have an idea. Yeah. For a thing. I think there's some kind of contact with the centaur community. Oh. In this, like, big event. Yeah. Where Lovelace was telling the truth. Yeah. What do you... What do you imagine? Did, oh, I mean, I, I could say this is just in a very simple way. Um, that centaur that you saw that turned their back on you, that was the basically the um, like rickshaw, you know, yeah. um, for, for Pask. They were out in that crowd and they approached you as you were leaving. Um, I believe I have their name. Um, uh, where did I put their name? Did I give you the name? I thought I did. Uh, I, I didn't write it down because Kadam doesn't know it. Yeah. Oh, Harath. Um, Harath uh, does approach you. Kind of, you feel a, a, a hand on your shoulder, and you turn to see them kind of stopping you as you're starting to follow this crowd. They look towards you. Deep shame in Lovelace. I will let the others know of what you just did. I knew he wasn't a good man, but. I needed the job. Yeah, I've been there. Thank you. Thank you. And they will just turn and start. Yeah. Gal, uh, clapping away. Um, so as all this comes to a close, though, uh, the one thing I do want to end with is, as the days go on, word does get to you that Pask disappeared from the prison somehow was able to um, escape from there and no one knows where he has gone. Um, Jameis, no word of him. Um, nobody was able to find him. And, and in fact, you find out later that essentially like when the Flaming Fist showed up for that raid, he wasn't even there. Um, mm -hmm. And then any subsequent uh, follow, you know, following up of stuff does not turn him up. Um That would be too easy. It'd be way too easy. Uh, but it, 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 what the things you do find out is it appears that Pask was using um, Hamhawk Slaughterhouse as he was setting it up as some sort of base of operations for folks 
who follow and worship the dead three. Um, they, uh, as the days go by, as the the slaughterhouse is kind of combed over, there's a few more holy symbols that are dug up, hidden throughout the place, um, and it becomes very apparent that all of the employees that used to work there were either slowly let go or killed by the slithering tracker, and all of the new employees have essentially disappeared as well, scattered to the wind, um, and it seems that most likely um, those that were able to get picked up had connections to the Dead Three. Um, the attacks on people in the outer city from the Dead Three become less numerous, um, nearly non-existent as the days go by. Uh, but of course, there are still rumors persisting that the Dead Three are ever-present and those that worship them. So... so oh. With that, uh, I think that'll conclude this story arc of the Slithering Tracker. I hope you all enjoyed. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this was, um, yeah, this was a little bit of an undertaking on my part. Yeah, this uh, I will, I will, it was, it was a mix. Of, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of homebrew with a very thin, thin bones from, uh, Baldur's Gate Descent to an Avernus. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that in our next session, which is going to be a postmortem. Um, we would love for you all to join and ask questions. Um, you can do it in chat. You can also do it in our social channels. We'll be posting about it um, this Wednesday to let everybody know and remind folks. Um, yes, please send us questions. Yes. Please. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> You can email us. You can write in the chat right now. <laughs> yes, uh, we we always uh, read chat. Um, so yes, please. Um, but even if you don't end up posting any questions, please be, feel free to join us and just post questions as we go. Um, yeah, I have a couple of questions for chat that I'm going to be asking. So awesome! That's great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 going to be pretty casual. We're just going to kind of discuss things like i have a lot i want to just talk about with this yeah, arc in I general right <laughs> yeah um oh. but thank you everybody as always for joining us um really appreciate it hope you had fun mm -hmm. and good night good night